Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Nikki Glaser. Andrew Collin is with me. Yo, 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 yo. Best bud, uh, my apartment complex neighbor. (laughs) Pulling up the black socks. I got black socks on too with white Adidas and shorts. Is that okay? Yeah. Black socks, black dress socks with gym shoes. Cool. I think. You know what's cool? Anything that you have confidence wearing. I saw a guy walking down the street very confidently with um, a hospital gown on and gym shoes and nothing else. He was definitely a crazy person. Oh. But there was something chic about it because he didn't seem to mind that his ass was hanging out in the back (laughs) and that he just looked like he was just confidently looking for meth. I'm sure that could be, uh, like, if Kanye put that out, people would spend $700 on it. I used to always <laughs> think that. Like, I remember in sixth grade being like, bowling shoes are going to be cool someday. Because they were, I remember just wearing, you. how often do you go someplace and you wear a type of shoe? You have to wear a type of shoe. I mean, we're not talking about roller skates or ski boots. It's a shoe you yes. have to wear. 
I mean, golf, I understand. Golf, cleats, soccer, you're cleats. A, but you're a kid. Well, I guess, yeah, cleats. Okay. No, no, but bowling, it's a different thing. It's a different shoe. You can't wear cleats look... on the street. On the street. Like, no. the idea. You could walk around in a bowling shoe. You might be slippery. But, wait, actually, they're not slippery because they have to be on slippery floors. So they're slippier. Why do you need bowling shoes? Why? Because they scuff up the floor, regular shoes. That's then the idea. Just get the scuffs off. Why don't they make you wear, if you go to a gym like a YMCA, why don't they make you ch- change into shoes that aren't going to scuff up that floor? Mm. Why are bowling alleys so, you know, oh, we're bowling alleys. You can't scuff <laughs> off our floor. Like, your places are soaked in, like, urine and Pepsi from 1980. Like, they, they bowling alleys are disgusting. Tennis, why are they tennis so... Tennis courts make you wear tennis no, shoes. No, not at my local park. I never had to... Do, you don't have to check my feet. Well, not at the, the local YMCA park. The YMCA makes you shower before you get in the fucking pool. Why are they not caring about their courts? Why are bowling shoes needed? Don't actually write in and tell me because I don't care. And I'm sure it's a very good reason, to be honest with you. I mean, I think I told you the reason. To scuff? Yeah. But that doesn't make sense because if it's just about not scuffing, first of all, you're not walking into the lane that would make it an illegal throw. So they don't need to worry about it getting scuffed on the lane, which is where the ball is rolling, which is what you would not want scuffs to impede uh, a bowling ball from doing certain things. So if there's scuffs before the takeoff, who gives a fuck? Well, there's those little dots. Okay, do you want to know why? Yeah, I just Googled it. Okay. So your normal sneakers will stick to the lane and cause you to stop abruptly, preventing you from making the correct sliding motion, and that will prevent you from getting hurt because you move better and stop safely with them on. I don't... Okay, this makes sense. No, you don't care. First of all, the proper <laughs> equipment is needed when you are really training for a, a sport. Most people frequenting a bowling alley are just doing it for fun. Bowling alleys, you cannot tell me they actually care about preventing injury to like, oh, yes. stopping short, like your arm might hurt the next day. They don't give a fuck about it. It's a moneymaker kind of- too. They rent the shoes. It's it's an add-on. No, they'll it's, get sued. They'll get sued. No, because I don't think injured. they will. Because I, I think the injuries we're talking about are not like the ball like flying and hitting you in the face. It's like, oh, your arm is dislocated, which is like, that's kind of on you. I mean, you could fall at a skating rink and... They, you wouldn't. These places have insurance in place to protect them. It's a weird thing, and I think you're right. It is about money. It all comes down to like well, someone figured out, yeah. and it makes you commit to the game more. It makes you play more games because now you have these shoes on that you had to lace up, and you got the wrong size, and you had to trade them in. There's commitment once you once you get someone to commit enough, they go, I gotta keep doing this because I've already. What's it called? Um, Bill Maher told me about this theory, and it's well known what? where if you. Commit th- enough to something, you keep doing it, even if you don't, even if, because you've already put enough money or effort, you just keep going. Relationships, this happens all the time. Well, we've been together this long. It took us a really long time to get to this place, even though I'm still not happy. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's because, but the, first of all, the past is in the past. Like, literally. The more time you put into, the more you think it could be even better in the future because you already put time in. It's like a minor leaguer in baseball sticking to it, even though he's seven years in, and the idea of him ever making it to the major leagues, right, is impossible. Yes, but well, there's that small I think there's also choice. Enjo- enjoyment out of it. They're and making yes. like five hundred bucks a month, but that's but it's a also whole love other of, thing. Love of the game, love of the and game. And those shoes, man. they got him to buy the shoes. You know, those shoes will keep you committed. I feel like in my own relationship, which is obviously not perfect because none are I stay in it even when I have times of like this is not ideal 
and I feel like, oh, this could be a possible deal breaker because I've seen so much growth in the past year from a person that, from both of us who are act- actively trying. But I think a lot of people stay in things where there's no, there's been no change for years. There's no change coming and they just stay in it because they just go, well, I've already wasted so mm-hmm. much of my life on this. I can't. Like a bad movie. A lot of people keep watching a series. This happens all the time with series where people will be like, oh my God, it was terrible. Don't watch it. And I go, episode. why did you see all of it? Yeah. And they go, because I watched three episodes. I had to see it. Uh, can you think and of it's yeah. like, I, I don't because I give up on any show that I don't like. And I walk out of movies that I don't like because I'm just like, I don't want to waste more of my life on this thing that's already disrespecting my intelligence so much. Horrible I guess bosses. Take your relationship out of this, but like the idea of like. No, I'm putting okay, it in. Okay, actually put it in. I'm rubbing it all Let's over. only talk about yeah. your relationship yes. that you've been in. Uh, where you start, like the idea that it's improving is great, but could it already, can you already get into another relationship that's either A, already where your current one is? Yeah. Or is it already even better where you wouldn't have to work as hard? Yeah. And that's why I'm always, I'm not married. So I'm open yeah. to that. And so should he be. I think that that's. <laughs> I love Cardi B's thing, like um, you. Uh, I wasn't with a, without a Cardi ring B. on my finger. You ain't going on my gram, like yeah. I'll put my boyfriend on my gram, but like <laughs> my uh, my therapist always used to say, "Well, you're not married, so you're not married." Like my abusive uh, uh, doctor abusive. With your mother. She well, she used to kind of talk with my mom's cadence for sure, but she used to say, "You're not married, so yeah, you can entertain anything you want, and so can he, because a marriage is a- agreement that we." We're going to tough this out. Before you have that, yes, you can have loose commitments, but there's nothing. Um, I, I, He has to – we both go out in the world knowing that someone could pull us away from each other, and we take that risk. And we also both – I like – I actually enjoy that because it makes me work harder and mm-hmm. have to, like, earn – this thing that I love, which I do, I like earning. And people go, you shouldn't have to earn someone you love. It's, I don't feel like he's like constantly putting me to the test. I like having something that is valuable and that I've worked for. Mm-hmm. And I like to continue to work for it for some reason. I've, I, I've all, first of all, I didn't date for years. Yeah. Right. For years, I would just have drunk sex and not date and be afraid of so whatever. Similar. And then, but, in regards to dating and like, oh, you're not married, so just play the game. But date as like my no. uncle would tell me that, like date ten women at a time, and I was like, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. So I was always almost if I did commit at all, yeah. I was I was out, I was off the field yes. completely before even the field before the relationship really oh, even I started. Would I, well, I would get so excited about. I just wanted to have a a, a I a wanted boyfriend. to. Well, I just wanted to like have someone that I could get be comfortable with, have comfortable sex with. Have like inside jokes, just a friend, really, like a, a friend that you mm-hmm. get to fuck. Yeah. Um, is what I always wanted. And that's what I want from my girlfriends too, aside from the fucking like sometimes <laughs> I just want to rush a friendship and be like, I just know. Like, let's just do this. You're one of my best friends. Like the first time I met Catherine at college, I said to her on our first walk, which we didn't even know each other, we met at a frat part we met, we were in the same um freshman hallway, like a dorm room, and she was down the hall. And our whole dorm, a floor of girls went out to go to like the, you know, uh, frat parties. I think it was the first weekend of school. And all she knew of that's me. That's a big party weekend. That's when you. Oh, That's huge. a first impression. None of the boys get to go because they are all rushing and like they don't get to go to these oh, parties. But this we is when they to... take advantage of freshman girls. Yes. 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 And um, so she had only known of me from we did like 
we went round robin with like hundreds of kids in our whole building, all the girls. And we like told like, hi, I'm Nikki. And then you like tell a story. And I told the story of hitting the garbage man. And she said, to what? Me, That's what you open with in college. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were supposed to say funny story, like something interesting about yeah, you. Yeah, No, I, I love that. <laughs> and I my interesting believe. thing was like, that's the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me. I also looked like a, you know, a little like uh, Mr. Bones from Nightmare Before, uh, like uh, Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street, Street or whatever that. Before, yeah. No, no, uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, before Christmas. Christmas. Oh. Yes, that's what I looked Skellington. like. Oh, Halloween is here! <laughs> oh, la 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 la! Halloween, Christmas time. Was there a taller girl just holding you with strings? Yeah. I could see it. Just no, like, no one wanted to like get near me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was so sad. sad. <laughs> but I, I, I remember my party though. Party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like. So lost, but I re- we went to this frat party and we were just like overwhelmed. We didn't know it at the time, but I could tell this girl was like nice because she was just like she had had anorexia before, so I think she kind of saw what I was going through and could relate, even though she didn't appear to have it at the time. She was still struggling with stuff, but we went to this frat party and I just remember being overwhelmed by K. Like I had just come from high school where we called out K constantly with all my friends. Like we did not tolerate it. We mocked it. I always had someone in my corner to call out K and just like, you know, it's everywhere in high school and college. That's ev- that's all you are is K, especially your freshman year of college. So she had a roommate who was love you to death, Meg. And I d- actually I don't mean that. Like I love you. You are a good person. But you were cuz fuck. She would just be like very like I'm from New York, and she would like play up New York and just be like At Kansas. Yeah, no, this was Colorado. Oh, and she was still, just yeah. like she was like very cool, but like her New York would like come out, and she was just like cool. Like I don't even know if she was cuz, but we caught her being cuz a couple times. We were she ended up being one of our close friends, but she was cuz, and so was I. No, no judgment, but she was very cuz, and I remember us. Catherine and I locking eyes in the hallway of this frat on the second floor. And it was first week of college. I had no friends. But something happened and we kind of locked eyes. And I like kind of rolled my eyes like I gave like a a cut with my eyes. (laughs) And she like kind of giggled. And then I walked over to her later and I was like, do you want to get out of here? Do you want to like just go like walk around the city? Because we were in Boulder. We'd never been there. I wanted to go find John Benet Ramsey's house. So I was like, let's just go walk around. We had no phone. This was flip phones, no GPS, you know, T9 texting at bat. We didn't even have texting. I don't think at this point, maybe very, very first day of texting. And uh, <laughs> that really tickled me. I'm what? Sorry. Go look for John Benet's. Yeah. Like freshman so year of college. You're like, let's, let's ditch this Delta party and go <laughs> Dude, I'm not even joking you. I almost went to Colorado this week to go see Phoebe Bridgers at Red Rocks with Catherine. She still lives in Denver. She's from Chicago. But um, I almost went out there and I... I would have gone had I read this Columbine book a day sooner oh, because I am so fascinated by Columbine that I want to go see the school as one of these like losers that wants to go. S- and I also I've been to the theater where the Aurora shooting happened. I don't know why I like this morbid shit. Anyway, I did want to go see the JonBenet Ramsey house. One time I was at a college party during the same freshman year. We were at a house party where we like, didn't know where we were. The cops showed up. We had to hide in the basement. And I remember... I was trying to be funny. We're, we were like hidden in the basement, like whispering and like giggling, you know, and I go, you guys, this is the 
Chaminade Ramsey house. This is where she was murdered. This is the this is the room. And it was like a big story. And she was murdered in the basement. Like yeah. that's where the crime scene was. And people all ran upstairs so scared and then like got caught by cops. Like the cops were I mean, we were gonna get caught anyway, probably. But I know that people did not appreciate that joke and I thought it was not funny. I love but a kid. He's like, I'd rather spend a night in jail than with this woman with talking this or girl. this girl who looks like sticks. <laughs> yeah, this girl you who look, looks like Jean Bonnet had she survived and never gotten help or, or for died her. yeah or honestly <laughs> i was wearing a necklace that was probably too tight um that's for people who know about the crime um so wait so, so you're at the frat party you're like let's get out of yeah, here yeah so she's like yes so i mean we that's, start walking. that's a lot of like for a young person to go this isn't for me that is such a hard choice and i could after we go like i could talk to you about my first party where i went the complete other way like my brain was not ready to go that's i'm out well, well, let me just say that we did many. We we put up with many parties wearing high yeah. heels, cold, okay. being treated like just stupid sluts. After this, like this was just <laughs> too much for me. Yeah. I wanted to leave. I saw a girl that I had the same kind of connection with, and then we left. And this is what I'm saying about like I just know instantly, and this is what scares off boys. But girls, it doesn't scare off, and that's why lesbians always talk about their their U-Haul lesbians where they're like after the first day of meeting they're like let's move in together like the women just they're, yeah. they're not scared of that kind of stuff which brings me to love on the spectrum too US edition but I digress which is, should be the name of this podcast <laughs> I we were walking down the street we're a block down the street literally a block away and we just probably laugh about something in common or we just have some moment of like oh my god me too and I said I just want to stop I know this is a really weird thing to say, but I'm like certain our children are going to know each other. They're going to be friends. Like that's how much we're friends. Like we're like, it was my way of being like, this is for life, dude. And she was like, I know. And I told that story at her wedding um, when I gave a speech and I said, and I believed that that day and it's not going to be true because I'm barren. And I thought it would get a laugh and no one (laughs) laughed. It was, everyone thought I was serious. Yeah. And I probably am. I mean, I probably like jinxed it at that point. But um, it could have been a Baron Trump too soon. Mm, if Trump wasn't around, uh, Baron might have been, but we didn't know about him. Um, Trump. Your first party, you remember? Oh, I was. Uh, well, it's funny because I met one of my best friends ever at, at the same thing. First party, Glenn. I love you. You're out there. You have. Uh, we did. Um, there was these this thing called VAT. VAT. I think it's V A T, where it was. Uh, fraternities would make a punch, right? Like with like 151. So it was the strongest. Oh yeah, David Spade has a joke about it where he goes, "If you uh, they they the frat kids oh, yeah. they, they go, you... listen, um, dude, uh, it's like they, they would just be stirring it like a cauldron in a <laughs> disgusting like um, t- you know trash can, mm-hmm. and it was like you know lethal the amount. And they're like, dude, uh, if you give her this much, she's gonna have a good time. If you give her this much, she's gonna die. Uh, it's like it was like the negligible by like just. A yeah, 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 like a, mel- yeah. a millimeter. And that's from his like first special, which I'm sure he couldn't get away with that joke now. But like, it's true. I mean, that it was so bad. That's the. Dr- I mean, literally when jungle frats juice, would make yeah they jungle juice. It. Yeah, they'd make the drink and they'd be like, "That's why." It, and you would taste- just scoop your cup, red solo cup, into it. It was no like there was no punch bowl. It was so dirty. God, it was dirty. I'm sure and, guys it, and it tasted like Kool Aid. You couldn't taste the sure fucking, it was like a alcohol. fucking Arby's shake. Oh, and it was. And I remember I drank one. And I was like, oh, dude, this goes down so easy. And oh, then it I did, it did. went to Glenn and I was just like, let's have a contest. Let's see who could drink it faster. Oh, boy. I swear to God, I drank like 10 cups like 
of that. So dangerous. And I can't believe you remember anything after that. Well, this is the thing. I don't remember. Apparently, I had my shirt off. This is my first ever party. Shirt off. And apparently, I was I was kind of biting people. Nipple. <laughs> kind of a nibble on people. Oh, I thought it's nipple. I said nipple, but you said nibble. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was nibbling nipples. Luckily, your teeth are... Sh- like no, down back and then like, they were oh, fucking they were strong. Sharp. Yeah, oh, shit. you had those canines out. <laughs> Actually, they may be sharper now from me whittling away. Right. Yeah. So you were biting. It's people. like a sword. Like God, the <laughs> things you do when you're blackout drunk is so humiliating to hear about later on Some... because it's such a departure oh. from what you think you're capable of. Yeah, I mean, look, I bite someone sober, but not everyone. <laughs> but I'm biting everybody. Apparently, my brother made me leave the party. I. I'm I'm in the frat house and apparently I'm spitting. I'm throwing up and spitting all over this person's room that I've never met before. And then I I somehow stumble back to the dorms. This is my first part. I stumble back to the dorms. I wake up around 11 a.m. and my brother calls me. He's like, "Dude, are you all right? Like, where? What? Are you? What's going on with you?" And I'm just like, "Damn, the coolest thing. I got so drunk, I didn't even throw up." And he's just like, what do you mean you didn't What do you throw- mean you didn't? You were spitting and I biting. Witnessed. And sure. <laughs> and like, that was my first ever yeah. night in New Orleans. And just like, and then I just leaned into that character for another four yeah, years. Yeah, because that ca- that guy is funny. He was Everyone's fun. Got good story. The next day, you're like a legend in certain ways. Like, yeah. what's this guy going to do? And what will he do next? Also, you get to shut off your fucking brain. Like, you found a way to make the thoughts, the insecurities, everything would just go away with one of those cups of stuff. We got to go to break, but we'll come back with more after this. Andrew! I'm over the shadows and through the storms. Lightning crumbles and thunder goes away. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Oh, man, that is a trip into your psyche that, you know, every day we get to go on a little excursion <laughs> there. Come on in. Choo-choo. Um, <laughs> off the heels of Andrew's song yeah. uh, in the last segment that we had. Um, Did it, you ever drink that jungle It was juice? storming today pretty hard. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got blackout. I don't remember so much of anything in college because it was all... Just, I don't, I don't watch Euphoria, but I feel like it's like a one of those like flashing lights and just people's faces and like. <laughs> like did you ever like, lean into that though and want to rush a sorority? Because yeah, I, don't, I, I rushed. Oh, I, you did. I, rush. I, what's it called? I pl- what is it called? Rushing? Oh, you went when through you, pledge. Yeah, I mean, I was a Kappa Kappa Gamma. Oh, I didn't know you went all the way oh, through. Oh yeah, yeah. I dropped out like halfway through the uh, year. But so, I went, I got in Kappa so Kappa you Gamma. Pl- you pledged Kappa Kappa Gamma, yeah. but you never were officially like. I was. I was oh. in it. I did the whole ceremony with weird oh. leaves and like a, a coffin. And <laughs> Wait, there what? Was some weird there shit. was a coffin? I believe there was a coffin. We went downstairs <laughs> and there was like some kind of like thing. We had to like, <sighs> s- like hold these leaves and say these weird chants. And learn a handshake and do all this r- these rituals. What's your handshake? Do you remember? Yeah, it's just like, you know. Oh, we're not allowed. It's to. like scissoring with your yeah, hands. Like, are you are you allowed to talk about this? Isn't this private? I, you know, know. I, was a, I was a pike and you had to put a finger here and cover up. It's so stupid. Yes. We're going to get allowed. a lot. We might get canceled for this. I don't have any respect for any fraternities or sororities. Sorry. No respect for you. None. Was I don't it like care a what you do, the charity you do. You're all just, it's just a big front to look cool and to... Meet friends, which is a noble pursuit, but it's all to look cool and make T-shirts and like, you know, get bulimia and get laid. Aww. And get laid. Um, yeah, I was in Kappa Kappa Gamma, and um, I, but I never, I never told the story. No, nope. I realized I wasn't gonna be a good cap. Like I wasn't. I was doing it to make friends. It's like the same reason I do everything of like Dancing with the Stars or like all these things where I get like I go why am the first pitch like saying yes to things because in I didn't want to regret it later on and mm-hmm. be like I have no friends and be like well it's because you didn't do that bitch. But it turns out all my friends did not 
rush and those were my friends that i wanted to be with and every you time didn't I like to be- anyone in your pledge class there's no one that you're still friends with? No. Oh, God, no. I don't really? even remember their wow. names. I was so she had, like, anorexic, a big sister. Too. Like, they fucking hated me. Yes, I did. She was very nice. I think her name was Taylor. But um, she was really nice. But I... I the this was when we when we pledge day when we found out we were Kappas, we all loaded into this double decker bus and we are going to this park to go drink and celebrate. And we're on the top of this double decker bus and at some point I was like, Hey guys, we I hope we don't go under any low bridges because we might get uh decapitated. Great joke. And this one girl goes, Did you just think of that? And I was like, Yeah. And she was like, Oh. And it was silent, like nothing, dude, nothing. It was, and I just realized no one's going to give me credit for that being kind of clever and fun. And like the fact, like I connected a lot of things there. We were in a bus. Yeah. That's not just that I was like doing a dad joke that like, it was a pretty skilled dad. I mean, it's still a pun. Yes. But it, it, it takes into a lot of things into account. So it's like. Fuck you got and then we just had to just I'm so happy that I am a Kappa Kappa Gamma like all these different cheers. I knew then though that I had to get out. That was the moment where I was just, I just will never forget. Did you just think of that? Which for some reason, oh. why is that why is that a question anyone asks? Did you just think of that? Is it is the answer you want yes or no? I never know what to give people when they say that. Did you just think of that? I mean, did they want you to say I uh, know I I thought No, of this. I planned this. I was waiting for the perfect yeah. time and I actually suggested we get these buses so that the joke would work because yeah, yeah. someone wanted us to get uh, a bunch of limos and I said, "Nay, that will not work for my joke. I need to be elevated to the point where our heads could get chopped off. Therefore, decapitated oh i wish that girl did i hope she's out there there's something about a joke at that moment too where it's like there was there a lot of silence was it out of nowhere do you feel like do you think you you sold it too hard I'm sure i was thinking about it a little bit before of like when is this going to be a good time to say it? but i'm i'm guessing i came up with it within oh oh seconds you know i'm just saying like and i probably sat on it for maybe a minute tops and then i think i probably i'm not an idiot when it comes to when to put in jokes i remember it being met in such a way that i go you guys aren't cool yeah like that was not on me maybe it was a little lame but i know when i'm lame that wasn't lame that was actually fun and that should have gotten me friends and none of you i, I like none of you what's well, interesting like i'm thinking back at i was a pike at Tulane, and uh you know i've told some stories on here about it before but i was so depressed my freshman year in college, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to class. Uh, I was watching Rudy and one porn every day. Pretty, God, and sounds Dumb and like Dumber. the Columbine kids. Pretty much. I just didn't have a trench I'm sorry. Coat. That's all I can think about right now. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would, I, my, I had no sheets on my bed. And I was anti-fraternity. I was doing the fraternity because my brother was in the fraternity. Right. I think about this now. Like, maybe I was actually a little bit ahead of myself. But I didn't do anything about it in the sense of knowing that this wasn't for me. Although I do have great friends yeah. from that fraternity, but the whole idea of hazing, I never hazed, even when I became a... F- well, good. That's I good. I'm glad hazed. that they you made it then because you were maybe changing that. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, plenty of kids got hazed around My boyfriend's me. trying to start a podcast and he's like, all the podcasts that are successful with three guys are all just like so bro-y and like sports mm-hmm. and like... And he's like, I just don't know that we can do that. And I'm like... That's why you need to do it because they're if they're all like that, we need you need you joining a frat, a guy that's not going to haze. You need someone to go. Actually, we're going to try something different, and maybe no one likes it. Maybe they go get out, you fucking loser. Well, there aren't a lot of podcasts where it's just two platonic friends that are man and woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
where we don't have a, a, agenda and we just go boom, boom, boom with the news. We get through so many yeah. stories. We are on fire every day just going through the topics, topics, topics. Um, yeah, I mean, I my point was- But like, no, I'm sorry, but we yeah. We need to get- yeah. When you aren't the same as something, it's maybe important for you to join. It's hard because too, you're because, like, I don't fit in because you don't know, you know, like anything. It's like, what what's my friend group going to be like mm. outside of that? You know, like if I decided to quit this fraternity freshman year after I just again I gave six months to it. So now that I gave time to, Do you it. have like huge regrets in life. I think about this. They were talking about um, it on um, Mulaney and Conan when they were talking about it on uh, his podcast. Uh, Melanie was talking about people that say like, or Conan, I guess, said like people that were like, no regrets. And Conan regrets working too hard at SNL and taking it too seriously and not having a little bit more fun and enjoying the process. And Mulaney talked about how the first time he did SNL as a host, he was so in his head that everyone doesn't want me here. They, they look at me as a writer. They're like, why is this guy coming back to host? Like so much pressure. He had like no fun the whole time. And mm -hmm. it went well, but he promised himself that if, if he ever did it again, he would have fun the whole time. And he did it again. And he made sure he had fun during the process. And then the, he said, if the show isn't as good as it's, it doesn't matter because I want to enjoy my life. And, um, and they were talking about no regrets, and Mulaney said the funniest thing of, um, yeah, no regrets. Uh, that's not something we uh, we talk a lot about. In there's no like no regrets rehab. He's like that's not a, that's no. It's all regrets. It's all regrets. Yeah. Like you you should this no regrets thing. But I do believe I have no regrets because I there's few, there's fewer regrets in my life than I would think that I would have because most of my regrets have led to things that I wouldn't see happening. But there are some things that I go. I wish I would have done that differently, but not a ton. Do you have any that come to well, mind? I think when you become successful or whatever your idea of success is and what you're pursuing, it's hard to you go. You look back and you go, well, if that was different, I wouldn't be here. Exactly. So then I you can say. I think it depends. Those kind of people say no. No, uh, what do you want? I, th no I think regrets. it depends how much you like yourself at the moment that you're being asked that. I don't think it depends oh, on your success God. or Isn't where you're at about that or where you're at in like whatever you were pursuing. <sighs> yeah. But that being said, I mean, I could go back to a time in high school where <laughs> I know I could have tried harder and worked harder in regards to sports, also school, but also mostly sports yeah. where like I just I went by because I was decent at. So I didn't try that hard. I think about that too with Those singing. Those kind of things. I'm like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have listened to that person that said I wasn't a good singer and started younger. And then I think, or well, maybe I would have earlier. already been burnt out by now. Yeah. Maybe I would have played and been like, this, like, I know so many guitarists who are just like, yeah, I'm good, but I just don't even play. And I'm like, the enthusiasm I have for guitar right now in my life is just, I would not trade that for anything. It's the best feeling in the world being this novice and like being excited about it. So in some ways I'm like glad I did it. Or like the way you no, feel about golf. Sense. That like, makes sense. I feel like and it's like I don't right want to throw a football. For so long yesterday, I I was oh trying my God, to edit the I podcast for like three hours and watch you go live on our Instagram page, Nikki Glazer Pod, and you were just going boom, boom, boom through all like these different genres and singing, standing, sitting. It I, I is just was my so impressed. Thing to do. I played for like three hours yesterday, and it's it's and it's it sucks because I have to be on my phone doing it. And you, if you go away from the live to check an email or anything, it goes blank and you lose yeah. people watching. And, and I just don't want to disrespect people that are like giving their time to watching me play guitar, you know, as good as I can. Um, I'm not going to insult myself, but you know what I wanted to say. And so I, I see all these texts coming in of like from my assistant being like, hey, this email I just sent you responded. I'm just like, 
for this moment, no one can get to me. It's kind of beautiful. It's like mm -hmm. I'm on airplane mode. I'm on uh, Jefferson airplane mode. And sometimes I play a Jefferson airplane. No, I don't know any Jefferson airplane songs. But I, it's golf. It's the same as golf to me. It is my favorite thing to do. People that watch on our Instagram live, thank you so much for being there. I would perform for two of you, but the fact that there's a lot of times like 50 people watching and a lot of people who are confused, um, it's it's my favorite thing to do. I mean, I still remember you like debating on playing in front of people, and then that was kind of like the first thing you did was go on live, and it gave you a well, feeling you, of confidence. I yeah, think the I first remember. time we were on live, and I was like, "Can I play one song?" And yeah. then you just like sing to it because it was just always like it was I foreign. Don't, I don't want. I never wanted to be like. I always wanted it to, which I do this with stand up too. Like if I feel like my stand up isn't good enough, I'll like have a dance at the end of it like something you can get yeah. from it so like if you didn't like me singing at least andrew's gonna be funny in this so like i'd incorporate andrew like you can get something out of it and now at this point everyone that's watching knows that i don't think i'm good i don't think i'm cool i kicked kyle dunnigan out of it yesterday he showed up and i was like <laughs> bye kyle and i literally kicked him out because i was like no this is for people who know or are not gonna i mean kyle is so sweet and he wrote and he was like you're so good why didn't you let me watch and i'm like because you're a singer, song he's a musician and a comedian. And it would I just be a can't. fun idea though to go live with him and him play piano. The problem is, it guitar. you can't go live with someone. It oh, with music it, oh, it, yeah, it, because yeah. the delay, you cannot sing with someone. Um, it's kind of a great thing because that way I don't have to like sing with. I could just keep it <laughs> because I just I it I've gotten to, so like, much. But people go, how have you gotten so much better than the last time I checked? And I'm like. This is the only thing I do. I yeah. don't practice that much outside of that. And if I do, it's so nice because I'll work on a song and I'll bring it there. And people will be like, whoa, this is really good. And I'm like, oh my God, practice works. Like it's like you at the golf there range, for I'm sure. At least two hours. You know that, right? Yeah. It was like I, three I, hours. I lost track of it was time, so but insane. I'm like, I have to put the yeah. pot out soon. <laughs> I know. It's it was ridiculous. And you luckily came into the chat and were like, hey, could you review the um Imaging for like you were like sweet and being like I'm just gonna go in here and bring her in inbox to her. I was like it's time, it's time. You gotta go. Yeah. I speaking of golf, I gave Andrew this. Um, I bought him some golf magazines for his birthday, <laughs> and I went through it and I did what my friend Taylor does, which is a great gift. If you're a funny person and you like writing jokes, going through a mag, buying a magazine and then writing things in the magazine, making like little captions, making fun of stuff in the magazine is just a really fun thing to do. So I just want you to flip through that and, and maybe read some of them. I don't even remember what I did. This was, you know, April 17th. I did No, it's 18th, but you know, who's counting? Oh, I did this? it on the 17th is what oh. I'm saying. Uh, oh, 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 you did the day before. Okay. Um, Retro diseaser. Okay. Elin Wood said if she attacked Tiger Day, this would Wait, be... Wait, it's an ad for a golf. It's an uh, yeah, ad for yeah, a yeah. golf club, by Yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. So this is an Context. ad for a golf club. Uh, Elin is Tiger Wood's ex-wife. And what Nikki thinks the ad should be is Elin Wood said if she attacked Tiger today, this would be the club she'd used. <laughs> and it's actually... <laughs> did you funny. know... Did you... Is it the same kind of club? No, but... There's a second joke here that I don't know if it's called Rogue. So going rogue. She oh, the club is called Rogue. Uh, I yeah. like that. She would have uh, gone rogue. 
Okay, a blade unlike any other. Men love Wait, this what is for is this a putter. Now? Okay, this for, for a putter. putter. Okay. A tri hot putter. Men love when things they buy are displayed in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like a deconstructed putter. It's like so either I make a comment about the ad itself or I act or I put it in quotes like the ad is saying it. Or I put it in quotes like the man in the ad is saying it. So what do you mean by that? Like like a like, like let me give you here, can I look No, 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 like in pieces. What do you mean by that? Oh, show? like men love when objects that they want to buy are like deconstructed to be like this part goes into this and like if they buy a toaster they want to see like the insides of it like this is a machine like tesla is always like i was going like really dark terminator no no no, terminator i was going dark no not like up in its guts i was thinking like a body like oh jesus okay well Well, you got this john benet in my head all right one size doesn't fit all this is all for drivers different drivers the stealth driver the rogue and the ltdls Nikki wrote, if your club doesn't look like a Transformer goose, then you're a little pussy bitch. <laughs> yeah. These clubs all <laughs> look all like do. Transformer gooses. Wait, just show it really quick. No, turn it around. So the goose heads are, if your club doesn't look like a Transformer goose, then you're a little pussy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It is. It is. They all are like, they all look like to- like big man toys. Right? Yes. Like, that's what this is all about. They all look like Transformers, like toys that you would buy your nephew at Target. What does that say? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I probably can't read it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, wait, let me see. All right. It's it's an article that no one reads. It's in the front. It's always these like long articles that oh, are always yeah, in the Yeah, that beginning. are by the editor. The editor is always like, hey, I'm Ted. <laughs> yeah. So this week's, this month's issue is really part of my heart. You know, when I first grew up in South Carolina, it's always this like yeah. dumb thing that literally no one ever reads. Or but- the article's about last Last, last issue week, last of like issue. oh hanging out with Tiger all day uh, was so amazing. So this is a the fu- feedback we got from the Tiger Woods article was fantastic. Yeah, this is a bu- this is a bubble coming out of the guy's mouth. Is this what he's saying? Yes. I no forget- one reads these ever. To prove it, I wrote the N word above below. A bunch below. Oh, a bunch below. Yeah. Well, that's yes. not, that's not a bad thing. No, no, no. That's just I, I, I just joke saw like, N word and he then literally I'll- could write the N word a million times and he wouldn't get busted for it because no one's ever. Actually, it's Golf Magazine. More people would buy it. <laughs> um, these are missing. Okay, this is. Oh, okay. Okay, let's go to this one. It's a man and a woman. Uh, <laughs> it's a guy standing next to his golf clubs. And the woman just goes, why am I here again? I feel uh, more warmth <laughs> and affection from these clubs. And then oh. the clubs have something to say about it. <laughs> what do they say? They say, leave her, John. So it's a woman next to a man who's standing next to his clubs. The woman is not, why is she there? We don't know. It's just to be like, I have a wife. And she was probably like, I'm getting in on this photo shoot, John. And I like that he has two sets of clubs. Like, yeah. It's like. Just like uh, he probably has two sets of girlfriends, too. Look, it's open. Um. So, yeah, that's a I mean, really no, fun thing. No, this is really fun. It, it's this so is a fun cool to write. Like, you just, it's a I, great little I wish you told me this. I thought you just bought a magazine, like, you know, whatever. Well, I thought you would I, open it up and it would be a fun surprise. <laughs> because I thought you would open a magazine that I, what did I spend, nine ninety nine on that? Like, how much are those? It's fucking, it's a no, it's they, custom amount of money. Oh, the wow. Book. $8.99. Yeah. $9.99 in Canada. Well, we were, I was thinking about Canada that day. Uh, I was thinking about M, the police officer. Uh, let's get to the news. This guy's awesome. Oh, boy. You heard it here first, apparently. Hope we're having all the swells out there. It's been a hell of a week. Got a great weekend coming up in Boston and Foxwoods. Oh, my Oops. God. Four shows and two nights. 
Driving though. Listen, nice. I'm bringing it. I'm gonna have a very. I'm, I got it. I got to keep these shows tight. You're not getting an hour and a half from old glazed dog because I will not be able to give a good show if I do that. So I'm keep. I'm figuring out my set list tonight, and I'm gonna do a very concise boom, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. New jokes, rapid fire. Fun. Just like the news. Rapid fire. Yeah, We're I know. not going to go over. Now. It's, so it's not going to be about one bit. There will I, be I, no But I do want to say, if you're going to the meet and greets, um, we got to keep it quick, especially if it's on the first show. Like, I know that that's a lot of pressure. Don't feel that pressure. Don't be like, oh, my God, I don't want to waste your time. Take your time, but like we're gonna have to make them a little bit snappier. So just think about what you want to say, <laughs> or don't, or just wing it. Fucking, I don't care. I love yeah, it. But make it quick. Back to but you, seriously, Noah. like speed it up. Speaking of that, back to you, <laughs> Noah. The family News. of a twelve-year-old boy is suing Apple, claiming he has permanent hearing loss after wearing his AirPods during an Amber Alert. It caused tinnitus, and now he suffers from dizziness dizziness and must wear a hearing aid i would not um i would i bet this is a thing i mean those amber alerts are so freaking loud and uh you can't adjust the volume that's what they're saying that even though he had the volume down while he was watching like a netflix movie or something the amber alert the amber alert still comes through louder almost like an ad Hmm. for amber ale um yeah i mean those amber alerts did they win any kind of siren when i when a fucking fire truck comes by i plug my ears that stuff is so damaging i think so many people have tinnitus tinnitus um and suffer with it because we are living in an age of like loud, you know, since the 60s, it's been just loud music. I know. I just. What? You think it's a little litigious and ridiculous? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, I I, I always find it interesting when these things happen and then it's like, oh, we get to sue now. Or yeah. like. They connect the dots. Like anyone that dies from mesothelioma or whatever the hell that word is, like they're like, oh, I almost I- died listening to you try to get the, through that word, and I'm going <laughs> to sue you. Oh, do you have tendonitis? Tendonitis? <laughs> you have tendonitis in your ears? <laughs> tendonitis. Anyhow, did they win, or how much money Wait, are they well, going you, for? I know what you're saying. Like you feel like people just get too like excited as soon as something bad happens to them. They're like, sue. Well, that and like. Connecting it to the Amber Alert, I guess maybe the kid came in yeah, at that point. Like, and was like, I'm sure he was like, ah, and like threw him out of his ears. Yeah. You, so Nikki, you've you've talked about wearing your AirPods and yeah. how like they just cancel all the noise outside. You're all so of it. it's so blocked. Everything is. I've never had an Amber Alert through it, um, but now it makes me a little bit nervous. I'm sure they're going to update something so that it doesn't happen that way. But um, well, you know what's great? They do block out the noise in such a way it is. I wore them yesterday without any noise. Like, you know, I was listening to a podcast. Something got distracted me. A call came through. It didn't start again. And I just had them in my ears with the air, the noise canceling. And I was like hearing my thoughts. I was hearing my brain like making connections. I'm not kidding you. Like, I felt like I was on drugs because it was so like, open the cabinet, put away the glass. I could hear like my dogs looking at me it was so weird no i get it. i that's what i was i was also of, like on mushrooms but i, I talking think about it was oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i also think it's so funny though this family's like suing for the amber alert and now amber alerts are just gonna be like hey there's a child gone like they're like, like no what's good <laughs> hey what's that is that an amber alert doesn't sound like an alert that sounds a lot like a whisper there's a baby in a car somewhere <laughs> 
whatever. I don't even hear it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, that would get my attention more if someone was like, if my phone was like, psst. <laughs> yeah? Hey. What's that? There's a baby that just got <laughs> stolen by its dad. What's the license plate? It's XR2. <laughs> uh-huh. BB killer. BB KL. Then someone would, then the Amber Alert person is going to sue that their kid didn't get found because it wasn't loud enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I hate to make it about Combine, but I always do. <laughs> I, I thought we were never getting dude, to Combine. Dude, I am... This book, I cannot recommend it enough. I have never... I, you know I don't recommend things this heavy. I, like, I recommend everything, but this is like... <laughs> this book is so fucking good. I already searched the guy and I go, what else did he write? Guess what? He wrote the book called Columbine. It's called Columbine, by the way. A lot of people wrote me being like, what is it called? He wrote another book, Parkland. So I'm just like, he's just writing all about all. The, he's so good. Anyway, um, a lot of, because of the killer, the killers killed themselves, obviously, at the end of it, people didn't have anywhere to put the anger and to blame. Oh, yeah. And so the guys that sold them the guns unknowingly, fucking people sell guns to minors accidentally, I think. Like, In the back of a truck all the time. Uh, Amber Alert. Amber Alert. They got, he got, you know, the maximum penalty and then ended up being, you know, but like they, they, they had to punish someone. So they, that was the only person that was tried for this. And then, you know, their parents got sued, you know, the killer's parents, you know, people were just suing everyone after the fact. And it's just a fascinating read. Oh my God. And I, <laughs> I just got to the part, like, do you want to know why it happened? Do you want to know why he did it? Why Eric Harris did it and Dylan Klebold was just more of a follower than anything. He thought he was going to kill himself before it actually happened. He really didn't even want to do it, but then he forgot to kill himself or he like didn't get the nerve to kill himself. And so he was like, fuck, I got to do this. He really didn't. He, he only like shot like f five, maybe like he compared to Eric. He shot like 2% of the bullets that Eric shot. Eric was the mastermind. But did do you he know kill why? himself too though? Yeah, they both killed themselves. Oh, so he went you, through with that. He did. Okay. At the, why? He did why it, did, do you know why did Eric Harris did it? he get denied by a girl? He was a psychopath. Oh. Which is a very interesting thing to go, why is this happening? Was it about the jocks? Was it, he was a nerd. He was mad about a girl. He, no, he was a, a psychopath. But can and I psychopaths ask this don't always go to murder, but he was a murderous psychopath, which is a, a small percentage of psychopaths. But, you but know. this goes back to. And they are incurable. Okay, but people go, and I get giving someone that's mentally insane, I feel like we give him like the benefit of doubt, like, oh, he's not going to jail. He was, you know, he could plead. Insanity, but the jocks didn't he help. Play play insanity. Oh, and he had nothing. He didn't care about jocks. No, no, no. My, I'm saying though, like a lot of times we separate those two things. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely but, like. The, but you know what I'm saying? Like well, the fact that he was able to get guns helped. The fact that he was able to, uh, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure he's mad at someone. He was a psychopath, but other things led. No, no, no. He, I mean, yes, things things lead to things, I, but he. Yeah, ultimately. But do you see what I'm saying? Though, that, that all of those things would not affect him if he weren't a psychopath. I go back to my point of all this is that so this Buffalo shooter that happened that was fucking horrendous and yeah. fucking had the N word on his gun. Yeah. He had uh, someone that died, whatever. He was insane racist. That was yeah. People are claiming but people he's then insane. go. He's a psycho. Like uh, Tucker Carlson didn't take any blame, even though he fucking puts this shit in people's heads. He goes, well, he was a psychopath, and then. Once you hear psych, it's like it's a way to like go. Well, oh, then it's a right. way to, to to get out of it. Well, but all the racist shit was still there. He's also a psychopath. That's yeah, what I'm they saying. they pick an avenue. I mean, Eric Harris was a racist too. He was yeah. completely into being a Nazi. He used the N word all the time throughout the shooting. Throughout, like what like, kind of Nazi's not a psychopath? Like, 
I but get, that's the thing. It's like psychopaths <laughs> will, if they are set on destruction, like, and are these two different types of psychopaths are the ones that commit uh, mass murder yeah. like this. Uh, there's many different psychopaths, but there's two types that they've found that are like the ones that do this. They, um, it, they'll find, they will be racist. I mean, it's, yeah. I, 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 these, you know, Fox News and stuff like that definitely got in this kid's head, but, um, Without his, I'm not saying it's an excuse. Oh, without him being a psycho. Tucker Carlson yes. can't even help the fact that he's a fucking idiot. Like I almost don't blame him for that. I'm not. I don't blame literally anyone for anything. I just think it's unfortunate because there's no free will, and I'm, you know, operating on that level. It still makes people still make me mad, and I still go like, "Fucking, you need to be stopped." But no one can help the way they are, and it's so interesting just to hear that. You through this throughout this whole book, you're just going. Why did he do this? Where yeah. was his motive? He had a good life. He was a he was a cute kid. He got laid. He had a job. Like, and it was because it, he it, had an extinction fetish. Extinction. He wanted to like. He wanted the whole world to burn. Oh, okay. He wanted to bring about the extinction of man. He hated humans. He was. He saw himself as a god, not God, but a godlike. And it's fascinating that. It's just a great, I mean, I'm sorry to spoil it for you that he's a psychopath, but it is I mean, an interesting part of the yeah. book where you go, why? Because he seems to have compassion. Even people that watched, I mean, sorry, to, there's this thing called. But the, was there a thing that, was there a, a no, catalyst? No, no. It was always, it was always going to end this way. He became, yeah, he became more and more. There were different things that happened when he got, ar he got arrested at one point and that made him really angry. He, um. He his, his one of his friends got a girlfriend like there were things like that that push him along. But um, they're almost there's a part of the book where they said they went through his journals and they read, well, if it wouldn't have gone this way, here's another way it could have gone because he was already writing about fantasies of raping and ripping girls throats with his mouth and crushing their skulls like visceral, disgusting things that I mean, he would have turned into a, a, a Dahmer. Or a, a, a Ted Bundy type. Like this was or like a, an LA comic. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> Sorry to get so much into this, but it's such a good bike. I'm so fascinated. Uh, we'll go to break and we'll come back with Fanthrax. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. 
Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. We're back. We're going to skip the sports moment today. We're just going to get right to Fanthrax. We got too much to get through. Let's do it. One guy's angry. I like picturing a guy with one of those finger things. Those oh, fan the, the foam fingers. Sp- yeah, and he's just oh, so mad. And he's like putting on face paint and he just stops. And he's like, it was my one time a week. Now he's a psychopath. Shooting. Got him on. Okay, wait. So I I wanted to start off with a letter that we got. Mm -hmm. um, An email to the Nikki Glazer podcast at gmail.com. Hold on. Okay. And uh, it comes from Bestie Sarah. She sent out a photo of you guys. Oh, cute. That was in, um, Mm. God, where was that? That Go was ahead. that in San Francisco? Maybe uh, that New was when Jersey. we all New Jersey. Oh, that was last week. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so she goes, "Hi, Nikki. I, no I just idea. wanted to write in and say thanks for such an amazing show in Montclair. I had the best time. You and Andrew both killed it." Uh, okay, blah blah blah. At the meet and greet. I also wanted to give you a little plug to encourage other besties to attend your show alone if they can't coordinate something with friends. I was really nervous beforehand, but as soon as I sat down, I met another bestie and we hit it off right away. It was exactly what you said when we instantly had so much to talk about because we both love the pod. Then throughout the show, it was so fun to have someone to turn to and laugh with when you referenced something we heard on various episodes. Yes. So anyway, thanks again for all you do. Love you, bestie. XOXO, Sarah. That's like a misconnection kind of story through you. Yeah, it's like it's that's that warms my heart so much. And I so appreciate people just like having the nerve to go 
do something that might be scary for them to go alone and then to strike up a conversation with someone else going it's just really cool and um thank I you so much wonder if we could have writing that um probably should say it off air but because it could probably be impossible to do but like a bestie section like all the people that oh, do go no, alone that would be so fun and That's don't tell them idea. though and have them figure it out but no no it could be really cool it would be fun to have like a little section where they you just we direct certain things to them and then it would get other people that don't know about it to be like what is this thing i want to know what k is yeah yeah the k section no yeah. no non k not k anti k speaking of so I was watching you on with um, what's his name, Kevin? No. Oh yeah, on uh, on KFC Radio. KFC Radio, yes. And <laughs> you brought up K, and it was so funny because at first he just kind of kept talking, but then you're like, "Yeah, this is a word that I use," and it was so he liked it. Just incredible. That was he, what yeah. I liked about it was that he wasn't like he just got it immediately and was uh you know just uh, tickled by it and i really appreciated that response as opposed to being like okay this is a weird girl with her weird word but it's like a chuggy is another word that the kids are using that oh, means yeah. you know we're, we're talking yesterday about taylor swift saying um things are cringe but k is just man ick. i ick is ick, a oh he gives me the ick but yeah. chuggy c-h-e-u-g-y mm-hmm. is a thing that kids are saying a lot that you know gen z is uh, but it's, I think if Kirk, like, really took, I just wanted to take off so bad. Um, who said Kirk to me yesterday? Oh, yeah, I ran into a bestie on the street yesterday, and she was like, I think she mentioned Kirk. I mean, I just love anyone mentioning Kirk, because it really is a thing, and it happens Especially all the in time. the Barstool world, I mean. Oh, yeah. They want to I mean, call out. They, every day, those guys fucking see shit or hear shit oh that's so God, broy yes. and so just, like, fratastic that they're, like, real like, just because you're involved in it doesn't mean you don't see the dumb yep. shit. Kevin Clancy, I do like because he he knows that Barstool's K. And like there's a, I like those guys. I the saw KFC some Radio. Twitter where someone was calling him out for going back on liking Big J's song about you or something. Oh, yeah. Well, he apologized to me oh. for not oh, defending me during the show. Oh, yeah, oh, it, oh on he the was show. there when yeah. the song was going during on? During the Legion of Skanks. <laughs> oh, you said it. You said it. I've heard that they are mad that I'm not addressing which podcast it was. It's Legion of Skanks, if you want to hear them talk about uh, my Bob oh. Saget song. I still have people, like, I went live with Rachel the other night on yeah. Instagram, and people were like, R.I.P. Bob Saget. Like, I could see, like, yeah, th- yeah. those guys, like, uh, making fun of me. Um, no, I, uh, Big J and I are actually hitting the road with Bert Kreischer this summer, and we got we got some plans. And we are, don't worry about us. We're doing just fine. No, um, it was nice of Kevin to say, I should have stood up for you. I mean, he was... It's hard to do it, anything oh in that God. situation. And maybe maybe he was just saying that. That's fine, too. I don't yeah. give a fuck. You call, him, call him a ass kisser. I don't give a call shit. Call him Bine. Call him Bine. <laughs> call him Bine. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right, uh, next story. Boom, boom, okay. boom. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, Emily since we're on the subject of k. Hi, Nikki, Noah, and Andrew. I'm Emily from Denver. Hi, Emily. And I wanted to share a potential k with you. Yes. It's actually perpetrated by me. And I'm afraid <laughs> to tell anyone else about this because I, oh. I think it comes off so k. But 
Uh, I joined a band and after a lot of our shows, like drunk strangers, strange guys, like will come up to me kind of expecting a hug, like opening up their arms for a hug, being kind of touchy and talking to me like they've never seen a girl playing guitar before. It's just so annoying. Um, but I feel like if I were to tell anyone else this, it sounds like I'm just complaining that people are just so into me because I'm such a cool rocker. Right. And I just have to beat them away with the stick. But it's really not like that. I just feel like I just have to deal with these drunk guys' punishments because <laughs> I want to play guitar on stage. Um, but I'll defer to your dead, your judgment no, for this you're not care. Um And I'll wait yeah. your sentencing. No, you're <laughs> not care. You guys yeah. Yeah. Because they are, well, they're bare, they're just trying to get laid and trying to, I mean, as a female comic, people always want to go like, you're the only female comic I like, or like, I don't like female comics, but you're pretty, people like, and they're not a lot, we don't see a ton of female, I don't know what it, guitar you play, lead guitar, whatever, you never, you don't see a lot of uh, female shredding as much as you do men, yeah. and, and it's, it's a way in, Yeah, man. the whole idea of a, a lead guitar is Keith Richards, fucking, the dude yeah. from Aerosmith, the other oh guy. God, will you send me it's your band? I want to see fucking. you. You know what I mean? Guys do it. To, and to they're fuck. in Denver. I have friends in Denver. I'll have them come see you. That's so cool. But no, I don't think you, because I often talk about things like, oh, I have a lot of people saying this to me or I've got recognized here. And it's like, you're just stating facts. You're not saying, a lot of times people do say that stuff to be cool, but sometimes it's just a fact. And it's like, some people get mad when I'm like, well, I'm a little bit more famous now. So this, they go, ew, why are you saying that? It's like, Ick. because it's true. I'm not saying I'm fake. Like I'm, Angelina Jolie, but I it is true. More people know who I am that I don't know. So that equals true. So it doesn't just because if it's it's good if you're saying it to be cool, but if it's true and you're just stating a fact to support another statement, not good. So I deem you not good. Gavel, not good. Yeah, and she also like some people they it comes off good, but they're just they're feeling embarrassed or if they're they're feeling insecurity. If and you're if they're scared, not, you're being if cut. they're not hugging you, they're not being cut. They just don't want to hug you. Like yes. that's I think oh. people forget that sometimes. That people can come off as like too cool, too care for school. Yeah, they might be scared of germs. They're just afraid. Like, it's they, just fear. Also, a lot of times besties, I'll be like this person hated me. And then afterwards, yeah, at a meet fear. And greet, they write me and they're like, I got so nervous. I didn't know what to say. And I'm like, I never, ever think someone hates me now when they're like a little bit weird. Don't worry. You will not offend me if you like don't know what to say. And you're like, well, she probably thinks I'm an asshole. I know so much now that that usually means they like you a <laughs> yeah. lot. Or I just protect myself in that way. So um, not care. All right. So up next, we have Ben with a little bit of information for you since you talked about this recently. Hey, Nikki and Andrew, this is Ben. Big fan of both of you. I appreciate this podcast and puddles and hope to golf with Andrew at some time in my lifetime, some point in my lifetime. Uh, I was listening to the most recent episode where you were talking about how much a soul weighs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I've been an ICU nurse for several years. Oh wow. Several. And <laughs> multiple families have asked me to weigh their family members as they were on comfort care and dying. So like while they're on a morphine drip and they're still breathing, they'll have me weigh them. And then when they're declared, declared dead by myself and the doctor, then they'll have me weigh them to, uh, yeah, to see, I think it was wow. like they wanted 
seven body pounds or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too. Um, and yeah, so far for me, the weight has never changed. <laughs> um, and yeah, I had never heard about it until a family member asked me to to do it on, you know, to weigh their weigh their family member. Interesting. Um, you know what I think. Anyways, I was just thinking about thinking about you guys in that scenario. That's a tough job, dude. Um, yeah, that's all I have for you. Wow. You know what Jack I think the soul could be? Jack Russell. What? People shit themselves when they die. Oh, so it... But the, the sh- shit would be on the scale with them. <laughs> if they were... Like, if the scale was the bed. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Or I was thinking the morphine <laughs> drip could, like, add to them. If a little drip oh. would, like... Doop. Also, I think it's, it's... I think it's not something that would be negligible on a regular scale. I think it's, like, g- grams, which is, like, the size of, like you know, a few feathers. I think that's what like a soul weighs. It's something, there's some movie called something grams and it's about 21 grams. You said, yeah, but I don't think that's right. I think that was 21 jump street is what I was thinking of. <laughs> I just combine uh, 33 dresses. What was that? 27 dresses. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Your soul weighs 27 wedding dresses. Um, okay. Next fit that, that guy. I really, man, I want to know his story. I want to know the things yeah. he's seen, what's brought him there, what... And how does he not see it at night? And how does he How does he separate the two things? Oh, boy. Like, I don't understand how people compartmentalize. I never understood how my dad could do it. That book that I read about hospice care nurses, or yeah. chaplain, was so good and talked a lot about it. All right, thank you, Ben. Um, we want to hear more from you, and we hope you're doing okay. He'd be a great guesty bestie. Oh, yeah. Like, end-of-life stuff. Talking to him about oh. seeing ICU nurse. Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have him on. I see you, nurse. Um, I, I see you, nurse. I see you over there. Colin Bine. <laughs> and I see you, nurse. The gap ahead. Yeah. I mean, we're on a roll today. Uh, heads rolling. Heads Decapitated. Ro- <laughs> Wait. Ramsey. Rip. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, all right. No, a next Fanthrax. <laughs> okay. Next Fanthrax is from our bestie, Jordan. Oh, Jay. <laughs> Hi, Nikki and Andrew and Noah. I hope that all three of you are feeling all of the freaking swells Thanks. today. I am. Um, I just turned 25 yesterday and I realized it is the first birthday in a really long time um, that I was not like overly sad or crying on my birthday, which is honestly really rare. I thought that everybody is sad or overly emotional on their birthdays. Um, but then I found out from my friends that that is not normal. (laughs) So anyway, um, two parts of the question. One, I'm curious if any of y'all feel overly sad or dramatic or just emotional on your birthdays. Mm -hmm. And two, if you had a song or a song lyric that you think fully encapsulates, um, your 25 of your life, what would it be? Or, well, Something that encapsulates your 25 or that you wish you knew at 25. What would it be? What a good question. Anyway, I love you guys so much. This podcast has truly changed my life. And I'm so, so, so grateful for you guys so, so much. Um, Don't be cut. Don't be cut. Just been a while. Just been a while. Jordan, happy 25th. Okay, first, do you guys get emotional on your birthdays? I, I think I I don't. I, if anything, I go the other way, and I I try. I don't make a big deal out of it. Usually, most birthdays is it, a, is it to avoid the emotion, maybe, and to mm-hmm. avoid the people like celebrating you and like mm-hmm. talking about like probably, and just you're, you're older. 
that and maybe I just don't want to talk on the phone on my birthday. <laughs> yes. I, oh my god. There's those things, but yeah, I definitely I don't get too emotional. I don't think like oh another year. Like I don't go that deep with it usually. I wonder what Jordan if we could figure out what Jordan's getting sad about. I'm sure there's something deeper than just like oh it's just my birthday I get sad. Like you know what I mean? Or yeah. like it, it's pr- and it's if she does it every year and it always has been this way as long as she can remember she's a young girl. It's not about aging. I doubt. I doubt it's about. Oh yeah. It, it might be about like aging out of childhood maybe it started for her then but um or knowing another year she was 35 i could see her being like i get sad because that's when people start going i'm old even though you're so fucking not but um and i say that as a woman who's about to be 38 in like a week and i i will say though i get really sad on my birthday because it means it's almost over and i and i don't really even look forward to my birthday i don't even look forward to my birthday anymore i don't like i'm not it's almost like a burden because I have to do something and I have to like answer a bunch of calls and texts and stuff like that. It's it's leftover from childhood of being so excited about my birthday, a day all for me, fun, presents, all those things. And just that residual um, hangover of like so much fun and now it's over. I have to wait 365 days, 366 if it's a leap year for another one. And that's so like this year I'm doing karaoke on my birthday, but I'm doing it. My birthday's on Wednesday. I'm doing it on Tuesday because I want I don't oh. want to feel sad at the end of it. Like, at least tomorrow is my birthday, and it's not today. Good plan. And it's not the end. I mean, shit. Some people um, do birthday month. What so about you? I'm, I'm going to bring it in a, a birthday year. <laughs> this year, it's my birthday. I celebrate the whole year that every year it's my birthday. Um, Noah, what do you uh, no, What sad. do you feel about birthdays? You're so, someone who's kind of like, eh. Yeah, so um, I think even though I would probably want to say I'm not emotional, I think the fact that I don't, like I, I try to push down my feelings about birthdays means that I am emotional. That tells you birthday. more. Yes, yes. And um, I had a huge breakthrough because I did the hypnosis thing last <gasps> oh, Friday yeah. Wait, about like go? being like center of attention and all that stuff. And yeah, um, I just I I had a memory of when I was a kid, like maybe thirteen or something. Um, I don't have to like, I don't know if I want to go like all the way into it, but I connected the two about me wanting to be like not wanting to be center of attention or not having eyes on me and stuff. And basically the reason for it is because one, I'm a middle child, so I was always craving attention, but whenever I got attention, it was always because I, it it was always negative because it was always like if I did something bad or, you know, just like a negative comment or something. So it's like, you crave it so much, but when you get it, it it makes you feel bad. You so I'm avoiding it as an adult because I my brain thinks that whatever it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Mm. Yes, if they do see me, if they do attend to me, they'll see that I'm doing something wrong. If they look too closely, like if I do get seen, because in the past I've been seen when I'm doing something wrong, therefore if someone looks at me, they'll start to notice, well, she's actually not that cool, like there's something wrong. That's interesting. And the whole thing with like the wedding dress and stuff and not wanting to do a wedding or anything, I I just could not believe the memory that came to me. So I'll I'll, I'll tell you real quick. When I was a kid and we moved to this country, I only got hand-me-downs from my cousins who were, had big breasts. I was like the skinny little thing. Nothing ever fit me. My mom used to sew clothes together for me and she was not a seamstress. It was just like, I just looked so gross i just hated when she would sew me stuff so we had one big argument she made me wear this 
like velvet black dress that she sewed and it, it just looked so lopsided and we were supposed to go to like the ballet and I just remember having so much apprehension about being outside and people seeing me in this ugly fucking dress that she made for me and um oh, that is connected to my uh, ill feelings about being in a wedding dress because I had no control over a what I was wearing. A special dress that you were out of control in that was going to give you attention, which you already were scared of getting. Oh, wow. Oh my God, I was just like, I can't be outside. I don't want anyone to see me like this. I just wanted to like crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> it's so wild. So that came up out of nowhere, that memory? Like you had not yeah. thought about that since then? I haven't thought about that dress and that was in, from how long hypnosis yeah. that got brought up yeah, whoa because, i love yeah. it were you under hypnosis when it got brought up like did you say it verbally and the guy brings says it back to you or what happens yeah so it's like a whole process you talk through stuff and then um you know she'll, she'll count down and i f i felt like i was like partly awake and i was just trying to like whatever the first thing that came to my mind that's what i would say and that was the yeah. first thing that came to my mind, that that memory. I love that because it's, Crazy. it's again, no free will. Like you can't control your thoughts. I love when a thought occurs to you where you're like, I don't know where that came from. That just like came out of fucking nowhere, which literally every thought comes out of nowhere. But when you really feel like, whoa, that was somewhere, I rem uh, this memory and it just served up and like, I think that hypnosis can really let you see how much, and, and also meditation, you aren't in control of your thoughts and that things come up that you might need someone to help you like give, clear the passageways for those things to come up because they're trying to get through and they might not be able to and you're repeating be behaviors to yeah, avoid those thoughts. It's so Definitely being exposed to meditation and having done it, even though I haven't done it yeah. um, for a while which I probably should get back into. You know what else is reason Girl, why? It makes, me, it makes me think about why I don't like birthdays either. And I'm a middle child as well. But I think if I had to connect the dots, the bar mitzvah, I was kind of happy about them. My parents were officially divorced. Mm -hmm. And any time there was an event it where it had to have them. both parents there, Fraught. Had, it had to be organized. One had to do it. The other one didn't. It was always a But there was a, a lot of anxiety leading up oh, to it. it. Like was, you would see your mom get nervous. You would see just like, it would just dude, be a whole thing. So that would be my birth. So yeah, then maybe that's something. That I don't is know. definitely like. Maybe through hypnosis of Noah, my got hypnosed. Final thought. Hypnosed, you know. Can you come to my birth next? I think it's next Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, Tuesday. It's two Tuesdays Here? from now. Well, Chris is going to find some room to get karaoke. He, it was so funny. He wrote me a list of people. He was like, I wrote a list of like people to invite to it. I have like, I have no friends oh. in this town. And I'm not I asking for come. any because I'm a little like backed up, but I've got. Why don't we have besties come? I might, I might put out the like, I, I might say besties invited. I'm going to see how big the space is and what we can do with it. Um, but again, it's going to be, I like karaoke because I want to do every song and I don't want besties to just have to come and watch me and my fair. But if that's something you might be into, knowing that your song might not get picked because the priority <laughs> is going to be my, be my family, no offense, um, then I'd love to have you. And, we, and I would definitely hug you and take pictures and, and talk to you and accept your gifts. Just kidding. Um, yeah, maybe I'll put it on Instagram Live too. That's a good idea. Because it would be, oh my God, my parents and me doing karaoke. It's going to be so fun. My mom always hurts my feelings because I want to sing a song with her and she just wants her own song. And I think karaoke is something that you can do with someone. You that just, makes, 
No, no, no. Like with people you like. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But it's funny. No, I don't. Oh, I'll first... sing with besties. <laughs> oh, I'm you'll like, sing together. with besties. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, like, gotcha. And I think that's that actually is better because I think karaoke is so embarrassing to be like when you're really belting something out and trying to like own the room like an American Idol audition. It's like, ew. Like, Dude, I, I remember like to, like, when your def- mom <laughs> said no. Said, oh. I want my own song. She was like, I don't want to <laughs> sing with you. I want my own song. And I'm just like, okay. Weird. Actually, I would never sing with you unless you were my daughter. Exactly. <laughs> hurt my mom goes you know they made me say that i go no they didn't no one made no one even knows that that's a thing that you could even possibly nikki i was giving them what they wanted when i said that i was giving them what they wanted no mom no you weren't you were being honest it's okay you're you wouldn't be a fan of mine but i was giving them what they want i know my no my mom is you didn't see the cue cards nikki my god i know it's it's so i i've been in that situation mom they did not ask you to do that you could have said uh, any number of things, supportive things, actually, and that would have been fine too. But you chose not to. You chose to say a thing that no one would have even come up with. Of like, the thing they wanted you to say was, if she wasn't my daughter, I could enjoy this. But it's hard to listen to my daughter talk like a porn star. But instead, she gave them, if she wasn't my daughter, I still wouldn't like this. The only reason I'm here is because she's I'm her mother. <laughs> and the line was delivered. That's what always bothers me so about well. being a mother or being family is that they love you just because. You, they, your family. I'm like, I want to earn it. I want you to love me because I'm nice and I'm fun and I'm funny. Like, I but don't. You do like that this. with everyone else, though. Doesn't that get? That is the beauty of unconditional love, right? Too? No, because I didn't. I didn't do anything. Like, I, I understand. Like, but I want. I want my mom to like me for me, oh, not yeah. just because I came out of her puss. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So there is an episode coming up, I think, where I go, Mom, why do you like having me home? And she cannot come up with a reason. She agape cannot... love is when you come out of puss, right? Agape, I think, is a sugar <laughs> substitute that uh, has no calories. This is a grappa. Um, oh, yeah, Zevia. <laughs> All right, one more va- fan thrust to be time. Uh, sure. Actually, this is right on, on subject. Uh, Great. Okay, so here's a voicemail from Anna. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. My name is Anna. And I just wanted to come on here. I don't have a script, so I'm going to sound like a crazy person because I have ADD and I'm going to go all over the place and I just know it. But I was like, I'm listening myself. Some advice on how to set boundaries with my mother specifically because I just feel like she's still trying to keep me in her little child bubble. You know what I'm saying? Even though I just graduated and became a fucking doctor, she still is just acting like I'm her little daughter and wants to know what I'm doing all the time and wants to know when I'm leaving town to come visit my hometown, which is about an hour and a half away. And I just, I can't anymore. And I just need some help on how to address it. I know that I rely on you guys kind of for a lot of different advice because I feel like people ask the same sorts of questions that I do. But anyway, I also wanted to say a a thing that my mom does because I'm just annoyed and like going off in my head about her a little bit lately. And it's the Costco cards, man. The Costco, like (laughs) showing your little membership card when you walk in the door okay. it's so cut like they don't even look up no one even look checks. at you but you, you have to have a yeah. card to get in like if you don't have it no one cares you don't get in it's just so it's so cringe <laughs> that we're like flashing this little card like below our belts and it's just so weird anyway i love you guys so much i oh love god and jack off okay i love that it cut off um she's fun um okay i think anya actually gave me or you some good advice backstage when we were talking about something related to this 
Whereas someone is like really annoying you with something they're doing, you just go, I love you too. I know you love me and I know this is how you show it, but it's pushing me away. Mm. And I love you so much. And I love that you want me in your life and that you want to know what I'm up to all the time. But I'm just letting you know that, you know, if anyone did this to me and I know that you're my mom and I know you can't help it, but I'm telling you, I can't help that. I know you can't help it because you're my mom and this is your instinct, but I can't help that this is making me resent you. And I want to love you. And I know this is coming from love. And so I give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to have to say to you, I, I'm going, this is this is making me so every time your name comes up on my phone I roll my eyes and I don't want to feel that way about my mom and I don't and I and it doesn't have to be this way here's a way that it doesn't so mm -hmm. how about we you you just give her certain things that are off limits like I've I've had to do this with my mom with certain things where it's like you please don't call me when you're drinking I just don't, and then if she calls me and she and I can sense she's drunk, I hang up the phone immediately because that's a rule we've established. It's good for our relationship. I get triggered even if she's being so loving and fun and like she's not really, she's had one glass of wine. I can hear it in her voice. It makes me upset and I hang up the phone. And if she texts me when she's drunk, I can tell that too. I sometimes engage because it's fun. But, it, you know, my mom does not have a drinking problem or like my mom does not, her drinking is not, does not do to me what it used to do, but because it upsets me so much and I know it's going to set me off and I cannot help that. It's my problem, not hers. I set the boundary of if you're going to drink, it's so fine. I don't give a fuck if you drink, have so much fun, but I'm not going to be around it, but I do not judge you and I want you to do it. I'm not going to take it as like, you love drinking more than me. I just can't do it. And it's really just, it's been a great thing for our relationship. Actually. I feel like, yeah, setting boundaries there is something to, you know, she became a doctor. Like you, I feel like we get, we all, we have all these moments in our lives where we're like, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Now my parents are going to treat me like an adult yeah. because I accomplished this. And what you learn is you're still their kid and you're always be in their eyes unless you go, look, you have to say something. They're not just going to learn it on their own because they still see you just like you saw, you see your mom and dad is like, Whatever age they were, yeah. they see you as a 14-year-old kid that just, you know, you just That's graduated playing, middle school. Playing doctor. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you just got to go, look, mom, I'm this many years old. My you hold up your stethoscope fingers. stethoscope actually works. It's all yeah. a plastic play school one. <laughs> it's a real but stethoscope. But also, also, I would urge our bestie to remember that this is how her mom shows her that she loves her. By yeah. say, I love questions. you too, mom. That's what Anya said to say. Like when someone's doing go, like if someone's like, hey, did you, did you do that thing yet? Hey, did you do it like bugging you about something? Just go. You're coming in you town. Do you want this? I love you too. This, I know you're saying that because you love me, but I, it, for some reason that one, re that really bothers me. So you got to set boundaries with your mom. Like, I, I know feel like I've been going on too long, but we got to close up the show. We always do it with a rap and that was that. And this is that. I don't really know what else to say. There's a llama and a hedgehog just sitting in my way. I'm going <laughs> to toss it over to Andrew because it's his turn. And you know what? We've got lessons to learn. Yeah, you got to tell your mom that you know a lot about tonsillitis and all the organs and shit. Tell her to back off. Say, look, mom, I got it. Tell her, look, I could get into an R-rated movie now. I don't need you to hold my hand, you dumb bitch. Don't say that. That was a joke. But if your mom holds up that Costco card again, 
you know what to say. Call your friend, Larry, and he'll fucking call her a bitch. But make sure you get those free samples at Costco. Yeah, get those. Those are really good. All right, guys, don't be cut. And uh, we'll see you this weekend in Boston and Connecticut. I think tickets are still on sale. We are also on tour uh, all next week as well and, and up until July 4th, pretty much. So check out those dates, and we'll see you on Monday. Jack yeah, Lemon. Lemons. Different. S. Grumpy old men. Classic. Two guys. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.